Greetings, my friend. Welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that you're able to use in your life, the life of your family, the life of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, are we ready? Let's get started. This is episode number five zero, number 50. We're halfway to 100. Kind of matches what the video was on uh, Friday in Longmont. That was video number 100. Happy anniversary number vid- video 100. So this is happy anniversary podcast number 50. <clears throat> 50, man. <laughs> For anyone who's never done podcasts and shows and videos and, you know, public production, uh, it, is, uh, it is quite the uh, learning curve. It is so steep that as you're going up this steep learning curve, you look to the right, you look to the left, and you just left, right, left, and right, you know, <laughs> both sides of you, and you just see so many people who have stopped going up this mountain, and I am so far from the top still. It's just, it, it's it's an amazing climb, but however, the Holy Ghost has me on this road of doing uh, videos and podcasts and writing letters and doing blog posts and websites and, you know, you name it, writing books now. Uh, it's just amazing what the Holy Ghost can do with someone who surrenders their life to Him. But this is number uh, episode uh, 50. <laughs> 50. And it's titled, Having Authority. That's a, uh, Having Authority. That's A-U-T-H-O-R-I-T-Y. Authority. 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 And that is found in Matthew 7, 29, chapter 7, verse 29. And I'll read it to you from the King James Version. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So this show comes from my Sunday prayer letter that I write every Saturday afternoon, uh, late afternoon, actually, early evening, and it comes after spending the majority of the day with the Lord. Uh, I'm usually up early in the morning, and I just spend time with the Lord. It's just like a, a it's like an island paradise of resting, and the island is the Lord. And I just can just rest in the hammock between a couple palm trees, and the sun is shining down on me, and I feel so relaxed and comfortable. And in that time of being in the Lord. It's like the Spirit of God just teaches me what is inside the Word of Truth. And in that comes the Sunday prayer letter. And it's really not a job to me. It is just such a love because of all the time I get to spend with the Lord. And I just love the Word of God. I love the Word of God. And so I write this letter, and then after the letter is written, I use it as a script of sorts to do this podcast of Touching People for Heaven. And that's exactly what we plan to do and what we do on every show and every video and every book and every letter and everything we do is our whole attempt and has been for 
probably three decades. I think I probably got that phrase, touching people for heaven, back in the 80s. I believe so, mid-80s. And uh, that has been rock solid. I mean, it has not moved touching people for heaven. My whole mission in life, as because I am a missionary on a mission to touch people for heaven. And uh, that's all I live for. As in the trucking world, that's all I was always looking for. It's not trying to do anything but that, touch people for heaven. And uh, so with this letter, that's what I attempt to do, is touching people for heaven. So we'll go on to our letter here. At the top of the letter, it says, Greetings, my friend. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you have showed us the way. You are the way. By following you, Jesus, as your disciples, we are fully equipped by the power of the Lord to do the works of the ministry. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for teaching us the word of truth. Thank you for showing all of us what the truth truly is, because it seems like many have another so-called truth. This is why we seek seek you, Lord Jesus, so diligently. Only through you, our Savior and Lord, will we be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, and thank you again and again and again. Thankfulness is so refreshing, Lord. And we all pray in your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Uh, right beside me here on my desk is uh, a tea for this evening. Uh, I'm in Boulder, Colorado, by the, by, if you didn't know that. My name is Preacher John. I, that's how I go by, John Shuck, C-H-O-Q-U-E. It's a French name. And uh, I live and reside and abode here in uh, the uh, People's Republic of Boulder, <laughs> right downtown in the old part of town. And uh, it's a unusual place to live if you've ever visited Boulder. But on my desk here, I have a Trader Joe's. There's a Trader Joe's here in town, and I shop there frequently. And I have a ginger, hot ginger tea. Man, is it so good. Mm. That good old ginger tea just soothes your throat. And it is one of those things that I use to keep my nerves in check for the show and uh, when I'm on the street, I don't need to have the tea because I'm holding on to my banner. And if it's too windy, I hold on to my Bible. And for some reason, the Bible or the banner uh, kind of short circuits that nervousness. And when I'm on the show here, I don't have either one of those. I mean, I guess I could pick my Bible up in front of me here, but it's kind of awkward because I have two computers sitting in front of me and a great big old microphone on my face. And I have to keep an eye on one side of me where the uh, recording uh, software is recording my voice, and I have to keep an eye on the script in front of me on this computer, but right in the middle is my hot Trader Joe's ginger tea. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, let's get back to our letter here. It seems like every time we pray, or rather when I pray, I can sense the presence of the Lord. It's not actually like that, but I I can't seem to find the words to describe this thing inside of me. I just so absolutely believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. When I'm on the streets and ministering, I can see so clearly the multitudes that don't have the belief that God is real 
or that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. And people in general just seem like they don't want to be bothered with God. Then I meet other people who have the craziest doctrine and understanding of what they think and believe God to be. I listen in utter amazement at their speech. Where did they get that? Why are they believing something so stupid and obviously wrong? When are they ever going to lay down that foolish teaching? Will they ever come to the knowledge of Christ? Oh, well, I just say, God bless you, my friend. That's what I do. You know, I just pray for him. And my friends, this is why I am a missionary. I go out into my city every day, six days a week, to preach and to minister the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I go in the power of the Lord and proclaim the day of salvation to all who would believe. Amen. Amen. So this Sunday prayer letter is going into a different direction. This begins another possible series that the Holy Ghost will be doing, or rather directing me to write on. What I mean is that starting with this letter and this show, the podcast, uh, number 50 here, (laughs) the Holy Ghost directed me to use the scripture that he showed me or highlighted for me in today's GEC Truth Study Notebook session. And a little sidebar here, that is the notebook that our church uses to study the Word of God. And if you are interested in receiving this notebook, it's actually written for anybody and everybody uh, that wants to learn the Word of God. Uh, it's not in full production yet. We have our first printing out. and uh, But in the next uh, few weeks or a month, uh, there should be enough copies available to uh, send out. It's a little... Uh, big and a little heavy and uh, somewhat on the pricey side because it's it's just so huge. But it's very thorough, and it's my third time through this notebook, and it is such a refreshing time. It, it does something in my spirit that nothing has ever done in regards to studying the Word of God. And I've been through a lot of uh, Bible study programs and one- and two- and three-year programs and, uh, you know, studying the Word. And I've just done so much over all these decades. And this one here, it's different. Just like our church, Gospel Evangelist Church, is different. It's not like any church you'll ever attend. And uh, I pray it never becomes that. It never will become that because that is what it's not called to be. So what a glorious and refreshing time. Oh, by the way, I just finished my sidebar. We're back in the letter. <laughs> Sorry. One of the benefits of the show. What a glorious and refreshing time it is. Every time I go through this course or study or discipline, and I'm kind of not sure what to call it. Just it's really cool. <laughs> Our previous Sunday prayer letter is titled Able Ministers of the New Testament. And that's referenced in 1 Corinthians. No, no. It's 2 Corinthians 3.6, and was taught from and in our Bible fellowships and our Sunday preaching, which is out at 28th and Pearl by Target. For today's Sunday prayer letter is titled, Having Authority. It's based upon Matthew 7.29. Yes, a rather short and unassuming scripture at first glance. However, 
As I often say on the streets, believers need to stop reading the Bible like a novel or speed reading through the scriptures. Rather, read with the Holy Ghost by your side. Amen? Amen. So today's scripture is in Matthew chapter 7, verse 39 in the King James Bible. And again, I'll read it to you. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Here in this scripture, the words having authority caught my attention. Because I see and hear way too many believers speak and act with little to no authority. Why is that? Well, that is what my hope is in this letter, that the Holy Ghost will help us and teach us how to have this kind of authority. Amen. There's a truckload of passages that speak about this having authority subject. I think it's because of its importance. Because it is so vitally important to the body of Christ, Satan comes in to steal away the seed sown in people's hearts. And this is one of the many reasons for authority, to stop Satan from stealing from you and from our friends and family, if they'll listen to us. If they'll listen to us. <laughs> That's the big question, right? Let's first define authority. We'll use Webster's 1828 Dictionary. It is the closest dictionary to the Holy Bible, the King James Version. As I was reading it, the thought came to me to just copy and paste the entire definition here in this letter. However, on the podcast here, I will read it, uh, not read the whole thing. I'll just read this. I think there's one, two, three. There's eight uh, little lines of definition for the word authority, and I'm just going to read the first one. Uh, if you want to read all eight, you can get my uh, Sunday prayer letter. You can go to my website. It's uh, John, last name is C-H-O-Q-U-E. It's johnshuck.org, C-H-O-Q-U-E.org. Uh, or you can uh, go to preacherjohn.ck.page, and you can subscribe to our Sunday prayer letter there. And uh, it's an easy unsubscribe. If you don't like it, you can just click the link on the bottom of the letter, and it immediately uh, takes you off the list. Uh, there's no marketing on the list. There's no selling of the names. It's just a list that we use to send out the prayer letter because there's a lot of people who enjoy the email part. Uh, they don't want to go to the website. They don't want to go to the podcast. They just want to read it in their email inbox. And now I've got people asking me, can you mail the letter to me? Because I don't have email. I don't have the internet. I, but I like to read it in paper form. So that's another thing we're working on. We're still not there yet, but uh, we will be soon. So in Webster's 1828, is that what it says? 18, yeah, 1828 Dictionary. The first line says authority is legal power or a right to command or to act as the authority of a prince over subjects and of parents over children. Power, rule, or sway. That's the first definition of the eight that is in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. And this dictionary is found in my Sword Searcher 8.4 software package on my computer here, and that's as of February 27th, 2021. 
I'll break this scripture down, the one we're talking about, Matthew 7, 29. I'm going to break it down into small, tiny sections and briefly talk about each little section. Okay, you ready? And I'm going to read the verse again, and I'm going to read it, the verse of Matthew 7, 29, uh, off and on as I go through this little section here. There's eight little tiny sections that I've counted. And uh, so Matthew 7, 29, For he taught them as one, having authority, and not as the scribes. So one of eight. And how I do it on my letter, so you can kind of visualize it on the show here, is I take a one or two little words, and I put uh, parentheses around the words, kind of highlighting it. So it's, and then I put a few little dots. For example, it says one of eight, and then there's a, a little parenthesis, and then it's for he, and then a dot, 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 parenthesis. So it's like for he, dot, dot, dot. I don't know if you can see that or not, but get the letter and you can see it clearly. <laughs> okay. So one of eight, for he. The he here is the Lord Jesus Christ. While he was in his earthly ministry, Jesus is the way. And many times I see this wording as Jesus is showing us the way, the way to do the ministry, because we are his disciples. We're disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, I realize there are numerous directions one can go to describe the way, but I'm just trying to keep it simple as possible in this, uh, in, in the simple little words, because, uh, you know, it's just easier to digest. Wow, that was hard to say. <laughs> Sorry about that. So number two of eight, taught. Jesus is a teacher. We ought to be teachers as well. Are you learning in such a way so that when the time comes, you too can be a teacher, a teacher like Jesus? This is another reason why we should always seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and not rather seeking after the knowledge and the fun and the pleasure of this world. Because what is in the heart will come out. Will what comes out be the word of the Lord, or will it be a worldly saying? Learning is about teaching. If you learn to learn to gain knowledge only, O-N-L-Y, to gain knowledge only, then what you are learning will actually hurt you. Yeah, will actually, the learning that you're trying to learn in the Bible, God's word will actually hurt you. Why? Because if you're only learning to gain the knowledge, because your heart may become likened to the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea, D-E-A-D-S-E-A, Dead Sea, you know, like in Israel, <laughs> Dead Sea. Insomuch as there is no way out for the knowledge to flow. However, if you learn and become likened to the Sea of Galilee, then what you are learning will flow out of you and feed the multitudes of people in your life and in the lives of people whom you have never met or will ever meet in this life. Do you get it? Be like the Sea of Galilee. Let the knowledge come in and the knowledge go out. Never hold on to anything. Stop doing all your learning. This is another sidebar. I see too many Christians, they sit in church, they read their Bible, and they're always by themselves. Stop that. 
stop reading your Bible. Stop praying and stop going to church. There you go. Caught your attention, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, go out in the streets. Go out in the city. Go out where you live and find somebody and tell them that Jesus Christ is Lord. Pass out some gospel tracts, some little pamphlets. Write something up or go to chick.com and order some little gospel pamphlets. And just spread the word of God. Go into all your world and preach the gospel. And then come back and read again the, the knowledge of God and the word of God. And then go back out there again and just go back and forth. Kind of like what I do. <laughs> End of sidebar. Back to the letter. <laughs> Sorry. Do you get it? So this is Matthew seven twenty nine again. For he taught them as one having authority not as the scribes. So number three of eight, them. T-H-E-M, them. Okay. Here is another short little word that speaks volumes. Them is all of us. Can you see that the Lord Jesus is teaching us every day through the Holy Ghost and through the Word of Truth, the Holy Bible, the King James Version? Yes, this is exactly, perfectly true. It's actually true. Jesus is alive. Jesus is not dead. Jesus is not a carpenter's son. Jesus is the son of the living God. Jesus is not a mythology story. Jesus is not a crutch. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Again, Jesus is alive. Amen and amen. When we read and study and search the scriptures, Let's know that the Lord Jesus Christ shed his blood, his precious blood for the New Testament. We are able ministers of the New Testament. We therefore ought to act like we are who we are, having authority. You know, the word them includes every person who is yet to confess Jesus as Lord. This word of truth is waiting for them. It is waiting for this new creature in Christ. Can you see the glory of the Lord shining through His Word? The light of God shines brightly. Take off those dark shades and look and see the glory of the Lord. Amen? Amen, brother. Amen, sister. Amen. And amen. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. And amen. I just threw that in. That's Psalm 41, verse 13. That's Psalm 41, verse 13. Isn't that a good one? Matthew 7, 29. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Number four of eight, as one. When I saw this little section, as one, it's as if I could see that the one is speaking to each and every soul who is born again. It's something I saw that moved me to write this scripture in the GEC Truth Study Notebook for today's verse to write. It's me. I am one person, and you are one person. The daughter next door is one. The son down the street is one. Wow, we are all individual miracles of the Creator. Can you see yourself as one that has authority? You are a, what the King James describes, a whosoever. <laughs> W-H-O-S-O-E-V-E-R, whosoever. 
You are a whosoever, as the KJV describes. You are so totally important that the KJV, there is 163 references to whosoever. The very first mention of whosoever is in Genesis 4.15. And it's the Lord talking to Cain. The very last mention of whosoever is in Revelation 22.17. And it's Jesus Christ talking to the Apostle John. <laughs> and the word is, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't the Scriptures wonderful? Aren't they wonderful? Aren't they wonderful? Yes, they are. Preacher John, yes, they are. Number five of eight, having. Can you see how this simple word is possessive? It's a possessive word that says you own what it is you are supposed to own. You are to stand in close proximity or nearby or in relationship to the next word following the word having. It's quite an amazing word, having. This also means to hold on to whatever it's attached to and tells you take and own it. Accept what is following after this word, having. It's yours. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Words are more than we realize or take the time to understand. To many of us, and really way too many of us, stop learning after our schooling. And we never learn again throughout our entire lives. You know, I suppose this is one of my own personal benefits. My learning comes only by hard work and not by the normal means of a good brain. My brain suffered damage in the third grade and as far as I can still tell, has never recovered. This is why my spirit has had to take over to build a life, and to minister. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So scrolling down the letter to another uh, section here, it says Matthew seven twenty nine. For he taught them as, ha- as one. For he taught them as having one. I'm going to say that again. I apologize. Matthew seven twenty nine. As a, a little sidebar, whatever comes out of my mouth on this show stays on the show. Okay. Sorry. Matthew 7, 29, For he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Six of eight, authority. We finally made it to our word. I'm sort of laughing out loud as I type this letter because so often the Holy Ghost takes me all over the place before bringing me to where he wants me. I really have seen this throughout my ministry life. This wonderful thing about always taking the, quote, single scenic route, the scenic route, <clears throat> is what uh, is, <laughs> I'm now I'm laughing because my mind is going all over the place. Let me take a quick sip of tea here, folks. Mm. <clears throat> wow. Too much talking. <laughs> Makes my throat uh, sore. So the wonderful thing about always taking the scenic route is we get a lot of extra experiences and joy from seeing things that most who stay on the freeway never see. In my trucking life, 
which I spent 40 years as a trucker. I'm retired now. But in my trucking life, I regularly was on the scenic route. <laughs> now, if you are familiar with truckers, you surely know what I mean. <laughs> oh, well, I'm retired now. Praise the Lord. Going back to Webster's, Webster's Dictionary of Authority, and number one, it said legal power or right to command or to act as the authority of a prince over subjects and of parents over children, power, rule, or sway. <clears throat> Had to take another sip of tea. <laughs> My eyes keep seeing the words legal power, legal power, legal power. To me, this is exactly what the Lord is telling us. We as believers have this legal power for having authority. Absolutely. Okay, then, why don't we all have it? Think about this for a moment. Silence. <laughs> What'd you come up with? Next time we meet, let's talk about this, okay? Let's talk about it. Matthew 7, 29, For he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. 7 of 8. And not. This means just what it says. N-O-T. Not. Do not include the next category of people. Do not refer to the next people having authority. Do not is not. N-O-T. Or possibly, no. N-O is the word. No. 8 of 8. The scribes. Word or title, scribes, it's spelled S-C-R-I-B-E-S, scribes, S-C-R-I-B-E-S, scribes, always has been confusing to me. I've looked it up many times and still am confounded by this simple word or title. By going into our King James Bible and looking up, looking for the um, different usages of scribe, <clears throat> we can see that scribe is not a priest. A scribe is the word, or a scribe is in the word, a scribe, and it's in the word describe. It's also in the word prescribed, and it's in the word subscribe, and a scribe is not a Pharisee. <laughs> These two groups of people is who Jesus was constantly angered with. Oftentimes, Jesus was calling them hypocrites. Sometimes the word scribe is included with chief priests and the elders of the people. Even sometimes, Jesus would warn us to beware of the scribes. Sometimes the elders are called the chief of the people. And next to this would be also the word scribes. I suppose I like this verse here the best when talking about a scribe. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 1 Corinthians 1, 20 in the KJV. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Wow. I, I got to read that one more time because when you're on a show like this, sometimes you'll go, you know, you're thinking, you just looked at a car, maybe you stopped at a light, maybe you're walking down the road or something, somebody talked to you. I'm going to read it one more time. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.20. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? 
Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolishness the wisdom of this world? Wow. Therefore, based upon this verse, I would say that scribes tend to be filled with the wisdom of the world. Oh, guess what? Could this possibly be what is happening in the church today? Could pastors and teachers be similar to the wise of this world and possibly be called scribes? Could they be using the wisdom of this world to build and shepherd their flocks? This has the potential to get into lots of trouble. However, I'm not certain of this case. Time and the judgment of Christ will uncover what is done in secret. Wow. Lord, hold on to me. Hold on to me, Lord. Hold on to me. Matthew 7, 29. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. You know, I suppose that we've discussed this little scripture of 13 words long enough. May the wisdom of God be your wisdom. May the understanding of God be your understanding. May the knowledge of God be your knowledge. Because without God, there is nothing. God bless you, my friend. It's signed JC, and below my initials is Proverbs 1.20. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. Proverbs 3.13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. Proverbs 24.5. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of a knowledge increaseth strength. Amen and amen. All right, folks, this is my Sunday prayer letter. It's written Saturday, February 27th, 2021 at 5.33 p.m. in Boulder, Colorado. It's written by John Shuck, street preacher, founding pastor, church builder, and missionary. God bless you, my dear friend. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God bless you. Bye-bye.